going back to camp. Today we're talking about Fear Street Part 2, 1978. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends, and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast, where we are talking about the second film in the Fear Street franchise. And so our first film was a 90s slasher, and now we've got a 70s slash 80s kind of camp slasher <laughs> type thing, like something like The Burning or Friday the 13th in particular. So uh, yeah, we have a flashback that shows us how one of the characters we just met up with survived her summer. So, and then hopefully we get some more lore about why this all started happening in Shadyside in the first place. So without any further ado, Let's get started. When did slashers begin? Despite taking their inspiration from Italian murder mystery flicks known as giallo films, the genre really blossomed in America in, oh would you look at that, 1978 with the arrival of John Carpenter's Halloween, and it exploded after the 80s Friday the 13th. So it makes sense that the second edition or slasher movie in the Fear Street series would take us to the genre's roots, and the last known survivor of a Shadyside massacre. After the final events of the first film, Dina is desperate and trying to find help for her possessed girlfriend, Sam. She decides to visit C. Berman, the lone survivor of an attack at Camp Nightwing in 1978. Hoping her story holds the key to saving Sam, Dina asks her to recount the worst night of her life. So I don't think it's a stretch to say if you like the first Fear Street, you'll like the second. Stylistically, it's almost identical, with a few more added wrinkles that makes it its own thing. Here's what sets it apart, despite being a part of the same franchise. First, we have family and identity. If the first film was about banding together and found family against a cruel entity that wants you all dead, the second is about identity, acceptance, and retribution. The film's main conflict is between Cindy, a supposedly up up upright and uptight Shadyside gal, and her younger sister Ziggy, a rebellious spirit who's always a step away from being expelled from the camp. Ziggy is prickly, but she, and another counselor who's portrayed as a bad girl, seem to believe Cindy is pretending to be someone or something she isn't. And that has put a distance between her and the people she cares about. So when her love interest is possessed and goes kill crazy, it's time to heal some old wounds and fast to make sure people get out of there alive. The casting does have to work, since Ziggy is played by Stranger Things' Sadie Sink, who just owns this kind of part, and her sister, played by Emily Rudd, looks like a girl pretending so hard to be good, you know it's a front. The way they fight and make up feels familiar and perfect. The second main difference is the slasher. In the first film, most of the horror was derived from this army of slasher villains coming to kill one person. In 1978, almost all of it stems from the corruption of an otherwise nice guy. Tommy Slater, great name, is introduced like the understanding boyfriend who will willingly sacrifice himself to save his good, his good girlfriend. So seeing him corrupted and turned into this malevolent force who kills literal children feels deeper than your standard violation, especially since it's clear that he's not in control of himself. It adds a layer of tragedy to the villain the first film didn't have, and also he pulls off some really gross-bladed gross weapon kills. And finally, we have Fear Street lore. A big part of 1978's job is to fill in the blanks. We, we and Dina need answers to what's causing all of this, and this movie's entire setup is to provide answers. And it mostly works. 
The discovery of the main Satan-worshipping site and the etched names is a nice expansion and payoff of something we saw in the last film, and justifies some heart-to-hearts between Cindy and her childhood bestie. Admittedly, much of the film feels like a video game or sitcom flashback when they immediately use that info to take action at the end of the film, but that was kind of inevitable with this setup. The verdict is it's a familiar but effective second entry. 1978 fits snugly into the franchise and will likely get the audience excited for the finale. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time, everybody. Stay safe.